0: My name is Jay Poetics, and I'm so glad you're here. Look, I believe that God has a special message handcrafted just for you. But first, I want to tell you about the JXW Studio, a place where poetry, music production, and book writing can be produced. By clicking the two links below, you can help fund the JXW Studio. Thank you, and enjoy today's episode. If you ever want to see revival in your church, you have to understand what revival means. Like, we think that if we just tally along in life that we're going to be this rich person and this this and this that, and that we're going to be so successful and, and we're going to see revival. And we're going to, like, we think if we just have a couple more services in church, we're going to see revival in the youth. We're going to see revival in our in our kids' ministry. We're going to see revival and we're going to spread out churches and we're going to do this and we're going to do that. But we don't want to die We don't want to die. We don't want to be buried. We don't realize the fact that before we can grow into a beautiful tree or a beautiful plant, we have to die first. That's what revival means. It means the heart stopping and then it pumping back again. Welcome back to the JXW Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Poetics, and if you are new here at the JXW, we strive to help you pursue God, seek freedom, and acknowledge your God-given gifts. Today, revival starts with you. Revival starts with you. I'll say it again. Revival starts with you. In this season of your life, I know you feel as though you have nothing to bring to the table. You might feel as though you can't do anything without anyone Else, But I'm here to tell you today, 2023 is the most important year you will ever encounter because if you recognize and if you realize that revival starts within you and you and with you and God, you can change so much things around you. This is when I want to really... Get in your heads for this episode today. Revival starts in you. Look, I, in my life, for many years of my life, I went from season of season of season of depression, all just anxiety, every mental thing, isolation, like everything, undesirable thoughts, everything you can possibly think of, I was there. I was in the middle. I was kaput there. I was there. And I came to my desperation period, and I never knew that anything could be of me. I never knew that I could change anybody's life, and I've never realized any of that until God shook me up and said, revival starts with you. When we think about the word revival, we instantly go to dead and alive. Like somebody's being revived, revitalized. Like somebody has no pulse at all, but now suddenly they have a pulse. Like something is completely dead, a situation is completely gone, but now it's coming back. Revival starts within you. Why? We are the younger generation. We are literally the revival whether you like it or not whether you want to do anything about it or not whether you want to put anything towards this revival or not you are the revival because guess what the old is old you know people they did what they did they lived a good life it's but it's it's passing away all what's new is a part of your story and of your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ as we are young the old is passing away the old ideologies the old habits the old everything the old mindsets every you you bring a fresh newness to the table i don't care how old you are 11 12 13 14 15 16 you instantly bring something new to new ideas fresh new Everything you bring something new to this table, revival starts with you. I'm gonna jump under a bus, and if you want to come with me, you're welcome to come with me. But I'm just gonna say this I was dead spiritually, mentally, gone. I'd say, even physically, I was exhausted. 2021 was the point of my life where nothing ever could revive me nothing can come to my aid i was at my breaking point i told god literally i 100% told god you left me so i have no problem leaving you and i did i left god literally in the middle of church service i walked out of church and i said i'm not doing this anymore it's done it's finished it's finito I, I dedicated eighteen years of my life to this thing, and now what I've seen and, and what I've been, how I've been treated—it's, it's—I, I can't do this. But in that point, I realize psychologically, I realize this one important thing: if you want to think about it this way, this is how you can think about it. Twenty twenty one was my grave. Twenty twenty one was my grave if you want to think about another way 2021 was god planting me into the ground 2021 was my grave. 2021 was me as a seed going into the ground. Look, 2021 was my revival. I died and I came back. That's what I'm trying to say. It was my revival. Look, you cannot have a beautiful tree, a beautiful plant, no flowers. You cannot have anything, vegetables, anything, if the seed, if the plant doesn't die first. Look, what we don't realize is what we want to have a prosperous life, a good life, a a, a growing life, but we don't realize what happens when a plant grows. Do you realize that the seed literally dies? It literally disintegrates and then it's it grows roots and then it like we think that if we just tally along in life that we're gonna be this rich person and this this and this that and we're gonna be so successful and, and we're gonna see revival and we're gonna and like we think if we just have a couple more services in church, we're gonna see revival in the youth, we're gonna see revival in our in our kids' ministry, we're gonna see revival and we're gonna spread out churches and we're gonna do this and we're gonna do that, but we don't don't want to die. We don't want to die. We don't want to be buried. We don't realize the fact that before we can grow into a beautiful tree or a beautiful plant, we have to die first. That's what revival means. So when I tell you, you, that revival starts with you, I'm saying 2023 is a time for you to die. That's what I'm saying. Die to your old habits. Die to your old mentalities. Die to your old ideologies. Die to everything you thought. Everything you considered life. It has to be buried. Because once you bury it, once you put it aside, once you kill your pride, and once you honestly jump into God's arms, God is going to grow every seed within you you are going to grow like a must you're going to grow like a mustard seed into this giant beautiful landscape this grove the hardest thing you have to realize if you ever want to have revival you have to die first that's what revival is it's dying A lot of churches don't realize this. During the pandemic, a lot of churches closed down. Many of them are still closed down. Many of them took a break and they came back. But here's one thing that many churches do not understand. Your church will forever be dead after the pandemic if you do not die with it. You have To realize this. If you ever want to see revival in your church, you have to understand what revival means. It means the heart stopping and then it pumping back again. So if you always continue the old habits, the old ideologies, if you never grow, If you never bring on new pastoral leadership, if you never bring on new forms of teaching and and ministries, if you never do any of that, and if you continue on the path that you've been going, you're going to realize you're stuck in this loophole. And every day is the same day with your church. You're no longer seeing the youth grow and grow and grow in their faith. You're no longer seeing the kids ministry be plethoraed out with chilled you're no longer seeing any of that why because you haven't realized the most important part about revival you have to die mentally spiritually i did 2021 was my breaking point as a poet i did when my mother passed away that was my breaking point you know you know the funny thing about me and poetry i probably never I probably would have never became a poet if my mother never died. The fact of the matter is, it was from that death that revived an a, a, a instance of creativity within me. See, if I never went through spiritual division and I never said, God, you left me, so I'm going to leave you, I probably never would have started this new ministry called the JXW. And I probably never would have been speaking to the younger generation. I probably never would have been doing any of this. See, everything happens for a reason. Everything happens for a reason and everything is in its own season according to God's plan. What we have to realize is we have to adhere to God's plan. We have to make sure our heart is ready to receive God's plan. Revival starts with you. I'm talking to you. I'm talking directly to you. I know you have dreams. I know you have visions. I know you have things and you're afraid or you're scared or you might think people might judge you or in this season of your life, you may not be ready. Look, you will never be ready. I was never ready. Look, I am an introvert, full-on, full-on introvert. I'd never in a billion years thought I'd be ever starting a podcast or ever doing anything like this. But you know what? I re- I recognize that revival starts within me. It starts with me. It starts with me. It starts with newness. You cannot have revival with old ideologies, You cannot have revival with old thinking, with old habits. It starts within you because you are the younger generation and you are something that the the older generation has never seen before. You are the revival that the older generation has been praying for. You are the revival that the older generation has had tent meetings for. Literally, people have been praying for you to step up, to walk into this season of your life, to do what you thought about doing four years ago, but you were too insecure about doing it, so you never did it, and then four years passed on. It's you. You are the revival. You are the reason that people can receive Jesus Christ. You are the reason why people can seek freedom in their mental space. You are the reason that you might change an entire generation after you. You are the reason. No other person in the older generation can do what you can do. You are literally the reason why people will receive freedom and, and be changed. Look, I never thought in a billion years, Ever. I, I, I'm i going to say this once more again. I never thought I'd be doing this. And I started it, right? I started it seven days after my birthday. I guess I was just happy, right? I guess, I, I, you know, I just turned 20 years old. I guess I was just happy and I just didn't know what to do with all this joy. So I just said, oh, yeah, this is a new year for me. This is a new 365-day day." day calendar thingy for me oh my gosh why don't i start a platform and i guess i was excited but when i did it my first episode man you guys can go back and find it my first episode was complete trash (laughs) like when i tell you it was complete like utter trash I was stuttering. I was afraid. I was afraid to post it. I I, I didn't know what people would think about me. I was kind of insecure. I I was like, I was all over the place. But then as I continued to do it, and then as I continued to do it, and then as I continued to do it, and then as I continued to, God blessed it. You want to know what the story is? about interviews with the JXW podcast. God blessed this platform so much that a friend of mine, she wanted to interview me about the platform. So we did the interview. It's an amazing interview. It's called Let's Spark a Conversation with Sparks. So we did that interview. And then after people listened to that interview, people wanted to be interviewed by me. And then then it just exploded. I never knew that people were interested enough to be invested so much that they would sacrifice an hour of their time to talk to me. And that's all God. That's all the heart of Yahweh. That's all God. God has done something within me and through me. I've heard many stories of how this podcast has changed people's perspectives and everything And I don't attribute that to myself. I I attribute that to God. God the Father. He has done this whole thing. He has orchestrated this podcast. He has written this podcast. He has allowed me, allowed me. He has allowed me to host it. This is all God. This is all Jesus. But I never thought I would be doing this. Ever. That might be you. Maybe you never thought in a billion years you would ever start a YouTube channel until you started that YouTube channel. now things are taking off. Maybe you currently are afraid to start a YouTube or you don't you're afraid to do music or you're afraid to do this or do that. You're, you're afraid. Let me tell you something, you're gonna be afraid. You're gonna be fearful. It's a thing. But the thing about it is, it's not finding peace outside. Of the fear. It's not waiting until the thought of starting a YouTube channel passes that you finally feel peace. It's finding peace within the fear of starting a YouTube channel. It's finding peace within the fear of public speaking. It's finding peace within the fear. We talked about this on another episode. Talking about storms and, and all of this stuff. And I brought up the story in the Bible where Jesus, the disciples, look, the disciples on a boat. Jesus over here sleeping. Waves are crashing. It's a whole thing. They think they're going to die. Now, you have to think about this. The disciples, most of them are fishermen and Jesus came to them and said you will no longer be fishermen but you'll be fisher of men but i want you to get this very important point they are fishermen these people live on the wa- they literally live sleep breathe the waters they get their entire income from the water. They're so accustomed to all of this stuff, it should not phase them. But they are fearful in the storm. That means that the storm is so large, it puts the fear in even the person who's connected to the action. God, Jesus is over here sleeping. He, they wake him up and he's like, we're about to die. How can you be uh, asleep right now? Jesus, he, he stands up and he just says to, to the waters, be still. That's all he says. That's all he says. Be still. And the waters calmed themselves. The waves went down. And the disciples are like, who is this man that even the waters adhere to the commandment of him? that's what i want to tell you today you're fearful about your creative gifting you know deep down inside you you have something to provide whether it's youtube music whether it's streaming whether it's gaming yes gaming there are many people who make billions of dollars just playing video games yeah the older generation listening to this, yeah, that's absolutely insane, it's wild, but that's a testament to say that there are many ways to be successful out in this generation here, YouTube, gaming, streaming, vlogging, blogging, podcasting, anything whatever you want to pick, you do that, and you say to the fear, be still, you say to to the waves and the waters, be still." No, Waters, you cannot overcome me. Why? Because I know there's some revival in me that needs to overflow into another person. A common denominator on this podcast is like the domino effect. Look, if I decide to do my creative gifting, if I decide to break the boundary of insecurity within me, if I decide to do what God has truly gifted me to do that's just not gonna go in vain it's it's not going to be just for nothing. It's not going to just be me doing my creative gifting, and I destroyed my fear and all that stuff, and I got over it. insecurities. Yeah, that's cool. That's just in within my little block, within my little square, and no one else sees it. No one else is paying attention. No, that's not what that is. If you break your fear, if you put down your insecurities, uh, put down your pride, and if you do the calling of God that's on your life, people will see that, and people will be like, "Oh my gosh, you know what?" I had this insecurity also, but now I'm hearing this dude be so successful via Jesus Christ that now I'm going to do what God has called me to do. And then that springs into one, two, three, the third person. And they're like, oh, I can do the same thing that these two other people, four, five, six, the sixth person, and six, seven, eight, the eighth person. And now we have an entire revival of millions of people on fire for God doing their creative gifting because you... You, because you, because of you. That's not because of the pastors and the preachers and all the people and the motivational speakers and all the people encouraging the people. No, it's because of you. It's because of you. It's because you decided to do what you always love to do, that you inspired people to also do what they love to do. Revival starts with you. Revival starts in you. That's what revival is. If I were to give you a scripture, a Bible verse to stand on, it would be two Bible verses. It would be Proverbs 18:16 and it would be 2 Timothy 1 verses 6. We're going to start with 2 Timothy 1 verses 6. The title of this says, Paul's Advice for Timothy. Verse 6, you received a gift from God when I placed my hands on you to ordain you. Now I'm reminding you to fan that gift into flames. Verse 7, God didn't give us a cowardly spirit, but a spirit of power, love, and good judgment. 8, so never be ashamed to tell others about our Lord or be ashamed of me, his prisoner. Instead, by God's power, join me in suffering for the sake of the good. News verse nine God saved us and called us to be holy not because of what we have done but because of his own plan and kindness before the world began God planned that Christ Jesus would show us god's kindness and we're going to read proverbs 1816 it's a small verse but it's a very simple one verse 16 A gift opens doors for the one who gives it and brings him into the presence of great people. That was from the God's Words translation. Now we're going to read the New King James translation. Verse 16. A man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. God is telling you that you are the revival and it needs to happen now. God is letting you know that you are the revival and it needs to happen now. Second Timothy 1 verses 6, it says, I'm remind Paul is reminding. Fan the gift. Fan it. Proverbs 18:16. You fan that gift from 2 Timothy, and Proverbs says that it will make room for you. Don't worry about where success will come from you do your gift right now and god will make room for you don't worry about where the resources will come from You do your gift right now, and God will make room for you. Don't worry about whatever is in the world, whoever is coming against you. You do your gift right now, and God will make room. Don't worry about all the people who will change up on you and switch up on you, and now you're not this person, so now people are going to cut you off. Don't worry about that. God will make room. I went through a season where, unfortunately, yeah, I had to cut people off. Because they were not they were not interested in, in what I became. They were not interested in, in, in what the calling of God was on my life was. And, and and for that reason, having these people around only bogged me down. It only in, enforced insecurity in me. It only put me to the level and standard that they have placed me under. Look. I want to tell you this, you are powerful, your voice shatters glass, your voice moves the waters, your voice will carry on for generations and generations, but here's the thing, you have to recognize that your voice will do nothing, absolutely nothing of what I just said, if you don't use it today. As a weapon now so I want you to realize that your voice has power your voice changes lives it can create the domino effect that if you speak up for yourself that many people will start speaking up and we will just have revival. This is what I want to get for this episode. This is what I want to put into your heart for this episode and I, let me address something right now. We are the younger generation, right? We are the younger. We some of us don't know our purpose. Some of us are in our purpose but we're insecure about it at the same time. Some of us have Older people above us who are putting us down, who are casting us aside. Hey, this is the hardest thing that I will ever have to tell the older generation. If you're listening to this and you're over the age of like 25 and older, I want you to really get this point. The younger generation has nothing to cling on to. I want you to understand. Look, many of us who are younger... We have our dreams, we have our aspirations, right? But some of us, we have our guardians and we have our parents and we have the people over us. They completely say, oh yeah, you can't do that because we want you to be doctors and this and lawyers and we want you to go to school and biology and we want you to be at all this, all this. So all of our dreams, our aspirations are by default, by default, Suppressed. It's by default suppressed. So naturally, growing up as a teenager, growing up as as a young adult, we have nothing to cling on to because everything that we wanted to do, everything that we wanted to pursue is by default suppressed because we have to fit into the, the, the tiny narrative of the people who are so smart and it feels so far away like a doctor or a lawyer and and many of us young people, we may want to be doctors and lawyers and I applaud you, but I'm talking to the people who are hardcore creatives. I'm talking to the people who have a message. I'm talking to the, the motivational speakers that their voices are suppressed because people don't believe that a motivational speaker can have a career. People don't believe that a streamer, a gamer, a YouTuber, a blogger could have a career. So when I say to the older generation that the Younger people have nothing to cling on to. I mean it. Why? Because people above us want to suppress the creativity in us. And, and this is why it's so, so important. Because once they suppress the creativity in us, it is so much easier for us to jump off that bridge, and you would say that's a giant leap. you just took a giant that's that just escalated, right like w- whoa, like slow down j Poetics, you just escalated why here here's the thing. Since our dreams, our visions, our goals have been suppressed by the older generation because we have to be doctors and lawyers and and stuff like this and be successful in college and all that, since us as the younger generation have nothing to cling on to and all of the things that we have to cling on to are being suppressed, our creativity, our voices being suppressed and we have... Absolutely. Other than that, nothing else. It is very, very easy for me to say that it becomes much easier for a younger person to commit die. Why? Because they have nothing else in life. <laughs> like, they wake up, they hate school. In turn, they start not liking you Because you are forcing them into a niche and a narrative that they don't... They're not passionate about. They live on their life... And they see you being the provider. And and they see you being the strong tower. And you're so successful in your life. And they see all that. And now they're so conflicted because they can't pursue their dreams and goals and visions. Because all of that is being suppressed by you. Because you as the father or you as the mother want them to follow not in their footsteps and be a lawyer or be something else other than what you are. So now... You are deferring them from their dreams and visions. You are deferring them from their future, all because you went through that creative path yourself and it brought you nowhere because you're different than them. But that's a whole nother topic. But you are deferring them from their sense of freedom. And now it's very easy for me to connect suicidal rates to people being suppressed in their dreams, visions, and ideas of a career. It's very easy. And, and, and that is so it, it, it brings passion within me to talk about this because I know that there are some people listening to this podcast right now who are 15, 16, let 11, 10, however old you are, you feel the way that I feel right now. You're like, oh my gosh, I, I, I don't like my parents or I don't like my guardian or whoever is old over me and, and for the reason that I want to be I want to do this. I want to write poetry. I want to publish my first book. I want to go on stages and I want to be a motivational speaker. I want to be a painter. I want to be an artist. I want to be a singer. I want to be a dancer. I want to walk on stages. I want to do things that no one else has ever done. But my parent, my guardian, my legal personnel, they're telling me, to go four years into college, rack up so many student loans that it doesn't even make sense to be alive anymore. All so I can get out with a little piece of paper and a 50-50% chance that I will ever get the job that I went to school for. And then after that, then I have to live the next 40 years of my life under the same depression and stress that I was in for the last four years of getting this little meaningless piece of paper. See, here's the thing about me. I'm naturally a creative. And one other thing about me is I am a natural-born leader. I never thought I was. From a young age, I was always like an introvert. I never wanted to be a part of crowds. Like, that stuff drains me. But I noticed that Two of my traits is I'm a natural born leader and, and I, I'm a creative, you know? So while I was in school, you know, I was homeschooled for all of my life, but while I was in school, I never was interested in any, any of the topics. And the funny thing about me, I'm a writer, right? I'm a creative, I'm a poet, I, I love writing. Look, I am also extremely, extremely, extraordinarily practical. I said this before. If you give me, like, a couple of bricks and and, and some glue, I'll build you a house. If you give me some papers to sign, I'll find a way to build a house. Look, I will make that paper mache house, I promise you. But I am a creative. I am a writer. But the thing about it is, once I was placed in in, in a, a school environment, and science and biology and math. I, the only class that I was really successful in was English. Like I, I can I can write you up an essay. Don't even worry about that. Look, I got you with an essay. I got you with an autobiography. I got you. But I noticed in me that every single class I got into when I went to college, every single class was kaput, barely passing. The only classes that I passed like with a good grade was English classes and and communications, and, and that was it. Everything else was dry, kaput. I took classes two times over and still got the same grade. It was absolutely disgusting. But when I step into this podcast environment, when I stepped into this environment of 2022, when I was starting the podcast, look, look. By the time I hit my 11th interview, I'm over here interviewing people of status. And I'm like, yo, God, you have elevated this thing so far. Like, whoa. I recognize the fact that school is not for me, right? And in order for me to bring revival in my life, I had to realize that that's not my interest. So back to the point, when I tell the older generation that the younger generation has nothing to cling on to, I'm saying that the stuff that we're trying to force on the younger generation, it's deferring their creativity and, and, and their freedom of speech so far, so much that it's actually encouraging them to, hey, uh, it, ew, it's it's unfortunate. It's encouraging some of them. To be a statistic, right so I'm going to read a Bible scripture on this topic so actually it's the daily verse for today as i'm recording this Friday, February third today's daily verse is first corinthians fifteen fifty eight reading from the god 's words translation, and it says, So then brothers and sisters, do not let anyone move you off the foundation of your faith. Always excel in the work you do for the Lord. You know that the hard work you do for the Lord is not pointless. I want to tell you a message. Whatever you're doing for the Lord in your creativity, whatever you're doing, it is not pointless. And many people might call it pointless. Many people might say, Hey, you're never gonna be any you're never gonna go anywhere in life if you continue on this on this journey, on this path. Hey, maybe you are creating a new path for, for people to follow. Maybe you are the trailblazer. But this Bible scripture says in the first half, it says, never allow anyone, anyone, it says anyone. The Bible clearly says anyone. I, I might I, I might not be the best reader, but I, I know what the Bible said. It says anyone. That means to say, the reason why I'm putting so much emphasis on it is because we're not talking about immoral people. We're not talking about people who, who are evil we're talking about anyone we're talking about we're talking about from pastors all the way down to witches and warlocks we're talking about anyone all-encompassing no one's safe the bible says do not let anyone move you from the foundation of your faith and then the second part of that scripture says the hard work you do for the lord It is not pointless. The podcast right here, the podcast, this is not pointless. One day God will elevate this thing so far that it won't even be recognizable to today's standards. Right now. I want to tell you that whatever work you're doing for the Lord as a younger generational person, it's not pointless. You will be, according to Proverbs eighteen sixteen, if you do your God given gifts. This is what this podcast is about. If you do your God given gifts, God will motivate you and bring you up into rooms. He will make rooms for you. Second Timothy, one six says, "Fanned." The gift that God has given you. Fan the flame. And then we come to this scripture, First Corinthians, where it says, The work you do for the Lord is not pointless, but it also says, Don't let anyone anyone. Don't let your guardian, don't let your parent, don't let your pastor, don't let the witches and warlocks and the evil people in the world, don't let anyone move you from the foundation of your faith. The second half of that verse says, the work you do for the Lord, it is not pointless. Look, if we are looking for revival, revival, in our, in our city, if we're looking for revival in our state, revival within ourselves, w- revival within our children, revival within our parents, revival within our church, everywhere, revival. If we're looking for revival, we have to recognize the fact that, hey, God is calling you. Revival doesn't happen just sporadically. It happens with the intentionality of you. With the intentionality of me. With the intentionality of the people around us. If we start now, if you start that Bible study now, you know how many people can be affected? If you start your ministry now, you start that YouTube channel now, you start dancing and posting it online now, you start rapping for Jesus now, you start recording and mixing and mastering a Christian artist's music now. Because, look, you do that. And according to Proverbs 18 16, God will make room for you. According to 1 Corinthians, it's not pointless. And honestly, God's going to use everything that you do on this earth for his glory. And if we ever want revival, do never, don't look for anyone else to start it. It starts with you. It starts in the heart. It starts right here. You're never going to see a change in your life until you start that change. You're never going to see a shifting in your life until you be it. Until you start it. I never understood... Why some people around me decided to stay in the situations that they're in, even when i fully I fully saw and I fully recognized that the situation they were in was completely chaotic is completely chaos, and I was like, I always thought to myself, "Why are you still in this situation right and and, and I'm like, i hey, I found freedom. I went somewhere else." but i'm like to to the people around me why are you still there i was always confused about that why are you still there and i thought to myself maybe they're there because they believe wholeheartedly that if they stick around for a little bit more, that they will create revival in that season, that they will re- create revival in that place, that they will create. And I'm like, oh, wow. That's why they might be still there. You know? I never thought about it like that. Look, revival starts here. Revival starts now. Revival starts with you. Revival means this: bringing dead things alive. That's what revival means. Revive. What is dead in your life that you can bring alive today, right now, this second? I'm not talking about tomorrow. I'm not talking about. Oh yeah, this was a good podcast message. I'll I'll, I'll practice it. No, I want it. I want you to practice this today. What is something in your life, whether it be a relationship, whether it be a a business thing, whatever, whatever it is, what is something in your life that's dead and it needs to be revived? Revival starts now. Revival starts with you and revival starts within you. Well, this is all that I have for you with the JXW podcast. Thank you, thank you for listening. If you want to get further connected, you can follow all of my social medias at J Poetics World, Poetics spelled with an X, World spelled W R L D. If you want to give a monetary gift to the JXW podcast, cash at me at J Poetics World, Poetics spelled with an X, World spelled W R L D. And I so appreciate all your donations. So let's and in prayer. Lord God, thank you. Thank you for giving us all that we have. Lord Jesus, you have initiated a revival now in us. But we cannot step into that revival unless we really Fully accept the calling of God that you have poured into us. Revival starts with us, Lord God, and we recognize this. And I I just want to say that I recognize that revival is now within me. I'm not waiting for nobody else. So, Lord Jesus, pour out just a a desire, a want to start a, a revival In everyone that we come across, in everyone that we see and everyone that we meet today, Lord God, thank you for giving us all that we have. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to another episode of the JXW Podcast. We are closing in on 100 episodes, and I have something very, very special in store. Thank you. Love y'all. Peace.